First John chapter 5, verse number 1. Whosoever believeth, for you that don't know this and hadn't heard it before, that's a, I like all these words that says TH on the end of them. That means that you're to believe and keep on believing. I didn't just believe in Christ one time and get saved. I believed on Him since I got saved. I'm still believing in Him. And you're not saved if you don't trust Him. The Bible said, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth Him that beget loveth Him also that is begotten of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God, do you? When we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory. Victory was won. Amen. We sang it a while ago at Calvary. And he tells us, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. The Bible says in another place, we are more than overcomers. Then he says in verse 6, This is he that came uh, by, uh, that came by water, and blood. Notice those two words. Water and blood. And go on and it says to us that not by water only, but by water and blood. We'll explain that in a minute. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness because the Spirit is truth. Now, verse 7 is probably the most important verse of the King James Bible. You say why? Because all the other versions. Want to take out this verse. The NIV does not have this verse. It's got a rendering of it. They'll say there are three. That bear record in heaven. And that's all it says. But it says in verse number 7 of the King James Bible, For there are three that bear record in heaven. We talk, talk about earth, we're talking about heaven. There's three that bear record. It says the Word, or it says the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. They're the same. Now, I, I had a high school education. I had to live up Bible college. But I want to tell you, I believe exactly what it says here. Now, verse 8 says, And there are three that bear witness in earth. The others bear record in heaven. And this, verse 8 says, Bear witness in earth. And here's the three. The Spirit, which is the same as the Holy Ghost in verse 7. And the water, which is the same in verse numbers. Oh, he talks it word in seven, verse seven. And the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. 
For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. And because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us. What? Eternal life. And this life is in his Son. You can't be saved but by Jesus Christ. You can be seated. Father, as we come to you to bear up your name in prayer, and Lord, in behalf of this congregation, I pray that the power of the risen Christ today, Lord, would attach itself. You're already dwelling in us, but I pray to attach itself to our spirit in such a manner that, Lord, you'll take over and dominate our soul today. That we'll learn from the Word of God, accept the truth of the Word of God, and go out of here knowing that we've been justified by and through the Word and Spirit. And God, we'll thank you for what you accomplish. Give us preaching liberty. Give, them wis- give us wisdom and understanding. May we comprehend the truth. And Lord, may we preach it as we wish we had it to judgment bar. And we'll thank you for what's going to be accomplished in this session. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now I want to look at this this morning and kind of go down a little bit verse by verse. And explain some things that are many times so simple that people jump over them and don't grasp it. The Word of God is the most important thing that you could allow your attention to be laid upon. Amen. Preacher, I thought that was my cell phone. I just informed you. I heard a preacher this morning saying, I get my information, a lot of it off of Twitter and Facebook. Well-known preacher. And I said, I get mine out of his book. Amen. Amen. I'll say up front and make you mad, I guess, and then we'll get on. You, you spend more time, too much time, on your phone Amen. than anything else. I used to get up and say, if you'd quit watching so much old television, you'd learn more of your Bible. Well, the devil took care of all that. He put one right... Let's see. About a foot away from your eyeball. We got piped. We used to have any, We used to preach back yonder when I started preaching in the fifties. I said, "Stay out of the theaters." I was taught that. You said, "Who by the word?" But my daddy started it first, telling me about it. And then uh, I had to change that because it shut down a lot of the theaters. And then they got, you know. VCRs. Some of y'all don't know what that is, but that's out of your league. We'll skip over that for now. Had video things and excerpts, and they come in, and now you have uh, podcasts and you know all the stuff that they have on. I don't know what all is on there. I see a lot of it. Everybody seems to enjoy alerting me of what's going on in the world. And they'll say, look at this video. 
And I see preachers sometimes using some video in their preaching. And if there's anything that stirs me up and aggravates me, is to have a preacher open his Bible and read a verse of Scripture and say, now look at what Jojo over yonder said, and I'm going to stop right here and give you his video. And I'll be back in a moment. Well, I don't want to hear what somebody else says. I want to hear what God says. So I'm not in here trying to quote somebody out there in the world. But I found this much out. In verse number 1, it said, Whosoever. Does anybody know who that is? Whosoever. In all my little ignorance, I've come to the conclusion that the word whosoever is whosoever. Anybody. You don't have to have a... I had two years of Greek. And I'm not bragging about that because I couldn't tell you one or two words in Greek. And it's amazing that one preacher says, the Greek says. And the Hebrew says. And none said the original manuscripts. And where are they at? So I'm not trying to impress you. I just come to the conclusion, whosoever means you and me. Means us all. Jesus said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord might be saved. No. Possibility shall be saved. Now, do you need any more than that? Oh, preacher, go ahead and explain all that. I just don't really understand. Oh, come off that. Amen. You know whosoever. And the Lord's give us that all through the book. And now John's, he's the one that's given it a lot of times in the book of John, those five books he's got. But in verse 2 he said, By this we, 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 who's we? The born again believers here. We. You're the we. If you're saved, you're the we. But if you're not saved, I hope today before you leave, you'll be the we. With the rest of us we's. Say, preacher, you're a murderer in the English. Maybe. But do you understand what I just said? Sometimes it takes simple terms. I used to... Now, fellas, be careful. Don't run in the house. You're going to fall and you're going to get hurt. I didn't do that. I just said, quit running! (laughs) They understood that better than the other. They'd take a run. Hey, 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 wait. I said, don't run! You understand the word of God? What? One time. time. He said one time. All right. (laughs) But I'm telling you this morning, God tells us what to do. And he's got it all pinned out for us to understand this. And he goes on and he says, And everyone that loveth him that begat. Now who begat you? The Lord Jesus. Loveth him also that is begotten of him. Understand this with me, please. Let's comprehend it. Who begat us? We've been begat by the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. We called upon his name and just as soon as we called upon his name, he answered us. 
Now let me just show you this. Here we are. I'm sitting at my house one day. Somebody comes up and knocks on my door and said, uh, Preacher! Preacher! So-and-so's house is right down there and it's on fire. You know, the first thing I'm going to think is, why ain't you done something about it? Second thing is, what if I looked over and said, okay, I'm fin- when I finish my lunch, I'll go down there and check on it. What would you think of me? All right. Suppose something else happens and I'll say, okay, I'll give that consideration. And uh, when I get this little job done here, I'll run down there and check on it. But you know, when I said, oh God, I'm lost. I'm on my way to hell. Come in and save me. I didn't know how to pray the sinner's prayer. Old preacher preaching, he said, well, if you didn't pray the sinner's prayer, you didn't get saved. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, the Bible said you got to pray and ask God, oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. When I was lost and undone, I didn't even know that was in the Bible. No, I didn't pray that prayer. I just run down the aisle, bowed in the altar, and I said, Oh, God, I'm lost. And he didn't just look down at me and say, I'm taking a little rest right now. I got my feet on the earth, which is my footstool. I'm taking a little rest. And just when I rest up a little bit, I'll see what I can do about saving you. Did that happen to you? When I called on him, he said, here I am. And he came where I was and picked me up from where I was going. He set my feet on a a solid rock. Saved me. And I've been saved ever since. Somebody said, you think you're going to lose it? I know I'm not going to lose it. I got scripture here. You said, that's just Bible. What else do you need? I didn't get, when I got saved, it, the government didn't send me a letter and said, Uncle Sam says, thank you for being saved. I didn't get a letter from the Republicans and the Democrats and anybody else as a politician saying, yes, we want to welcome you to the family of God. Matter of fact, they don't like that. You understand? What's this got to do? What, just hang on. And it goes on and it says in verse uh, 1, Everyone that loveth him, who's him? Jesus. That begot or beget. If you love him, who's Jesus? That begat you and birthed you or brought you into the family of God. See, we've been conceived of the Holy Ghost. Not like Mary. But what's in me has been born of God. I have a soul that's been redeemed. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. He says here, Everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten. Who's the begotten? We are. We're the product of the salvation of God. And he said, Him that beget loveth him also that is begotten of him. That means I love him. He loves me. Verse 2 said, By this we 
know, I like that, know. That we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. Now we know we're children of God. Two things He says we know. And here's how we know. Because we love the brethren. We love the saved people. We love the church folks that love God. Those who love God, we're to love. I had a woman tell me one time, she said, talking about her husband, and she said, I've gone to church many a time, sat on the pew while the preacher was preaching, and she is saying, I wish God would take him out of my life. Ooh. Boom. Medicine ball hit the floor. And I said, why would a woman do that? Why would a man want to do that? Because they don't love God. She might be the reason that he acts like he acts. I told a preacher one time, I said, so-and-so. He said, how's so-and-so in your church? And I said, well, they're almost getting a divorce. He said, huh, what's wrong with them? I said, well, she said he's mean. And uh, he said, she ought to be good to him. I said, she's blaming him. He said, yeah, talk to him. He'll be blaming her. I, oh, I just got on the subject. I guess I'll have to dig a little deeper on now. <laughs> if it ought to have been to say an amen, glory to God, preach on preacher. You know, you just forced me to turn and run another rabbit. You know, you feel the congregation. And I could, I could just, I'm just thinking about that. And uh, I said to myself, why would somebody say that? Oh, man. Well, he says, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. Two things. I done told one of them. We love Him. And the second thing is we keep His commandments. Oh, preacher, this is not Old Testament. Give me a chapter and verse from Genesis to Revelation telling me that we are not to keep the commandments of God. Not like they did in the Old Testament. But can you tell me where God has made them null and avoid them? And void, I mean. Thou shalt not steal. Do you believe God changed His mind on that yet? Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not bear false witness. While most of you don't know, you couldn't say them all if you had to this morning. Because you don't intend to keep them. We live the way we want to live. God said, if you know that you're saved, it's because of two things. One, you know Him and you love Him because He hath birthed you into the family. And two, He tells you that you keep His commandments. He didn't say read them. He didn't say quote them. But did you know what it did say? You ain't got it yet? Keep on! Now this is hard preaching, but I'm telling you, that's where our nation is. Right, right, right. If you don't intend to keep them, you won't like to hear them preached. Now I don't preach the Ten Commandments. You can keep all of them, or at least think you can. I hadn't seen anybody been able to do it yet but Jesus. And if you keep them, 
you'd probably brag about how many of them you kept. I know Baptists. You do too, don't you? Why, preacher, I've kept every one of them from my youth. Uh, seemed like I've heard that before. Was it, was it the little, little rich boy come to him and said, I've kept all your commandments? So I, I, I think I heard that before. And I know others that think they have because just the way they act. I ain't like them over yonder. Seemed like I heard this before. I fast and I tithe and I pray. I'm not like a, the old fellow over yonder. Why he won't even do as much but beat himself on the chest and say he is unworthy. Well, I, I think I've seen that crowd before. <laughs> Amen. You are, are you with me? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm just trying to preach practical. That's kind of preaching John done. He said, by this we know. By this we know. You know what that word know is? It's solid in your mind and solid in your heart. Things I know you're not going to shake me on. Amen. Somebody will say something about the Word of God and I'll say, okay, okay. But if I know they're wrong, I say, wait just a minute. That's not what it means. I don't mind latching on you like, uh, what was that little story I heard back under in the schoolhouse? Tar baby. And the hare. When the rabbit or something jumped on the tar baby. Couldn't get loose. I jump on you like that. When you start telling me that the Bible don't teach that. So I, 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 I'll jump up, I'll stand my ground. Not being mean, nothing, nothing. But I believe in knowing the truth. See, when you get to glory, and I get to glory, and if you are saved and you stand before God and you, He tells you something, and uh, you look over at me, I don't know how it's going to be at the judgment, and you say, Preacher, you didn't tell me this. You know, I'm going to feel bad. But if I've just hinted at it a little bit, I'm going to say, I still hold my ground. Now, it says, For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. People don't read this. You know what that word grievous is? It means it's a heavy thing to do. It's kind of, at the place, it's kind of stern. This is weighty matters. This is something that seems to be severe. Lord, I want to follow your commandments. I want to obey your commandments. But they're just a little stiff for me. They're just a little bit beyond what I want to do. You see, God don't want you to do what you want to do. He wants you to do what He's told you to do. Well, preacher, I, I ain't never committed all. I ain't going to ask you, but if I ask this one, how many of you has ever told a lie? Well, now in modern terms, it's a white lie. Or even more modern terms, it's stretched the truth. In, in even worse conditions, it's uh, just kind of give us a little fable. 
Say what I'm saying? Uh, you say, no, I don't believe I ever... T- I ain't never stretched to truth, preacher. I'll tell you what God says. says you're a liar. God teaches us that all of us have done those. All have sinned. Hey, would you take your Bible and search back in there and just ask God somewhere when you're alone by yourself and the kids and the wife and the husband's not around and you've got nothing else to do and it's, your phone don't even work because it's dead. Just kind of put your head down and say, Lord, have I ever failed in one of them commandments? Now, Lord, think it over. I know it's going to take a long time for you to figure this out. But have I just come close to failing one of them? This is practical preaching. This is practical preaching you won't get anywhere. I know that. Amen. I see it. But this, it goes on, he says, For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever, right up yonder, we was talking about whosoever. Now we're going to talk about whatsoever. For whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now you do know if you have faith in God, He'll save you. You do know if you don't have faith in God, you're going to die but I'm going to, and go to hell. Now let me tell you this. Somebody said, I believe in God. Everybody in the jailhouse over yonder, some of them may believe Him with all their hearts. Some of them may be saved. But you can take the vilest sinner on the earth. He's not an atheist. He's going to tell you he believes in God. But I'm going to tell you, if you believe in God, you can still die and go to hell. Oh, no, I don't believe that, preacher. Some of you from Missouri have to be showed. Look at John 14. I've used this verse of Scripture for ages. In John chapter 14 and verse 1, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. Now, do you understand that? Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. I don't want to change the word of God, but what he's telling you is, let not my heart be troubled. That's why he's talking to you especially. But he's saying, let not your heart be troubled. Then he's got the sentence after the colon there. It says, ye believe in God. Got a comma. Believe also in me. You can believe in God and not believe in Christ. Can I remind you another scripture? I don't know the reference right now, but I'll find it for you if you want to press it. Amen. I ain't got nowhere I have to go this evening. I just got to come back to service. I'm about ready for that now. And we'll talk about it for a while. The Bible said the devils believe and tremble, but they're not saved. God's got a stipulation. You believe in God, you've got to believe in me too. No salvation without Christ because He's the Savior. He's the Redeemer. He's the sacrifice. 
He's your middle ground. He's your everything. Without Christ, you can't get saved. But I believe in God. The Muslims do too, but their God ain't my God. Jehovah's Witness believe in God, but they deny Christ. All right. Are we on the level ground here? Are we together? All right. I'll move on further then. But it said here in verse 5, Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? You didn't even believe that Jesus existed. You didn't even believe as some of the Jews do in other religions. Yes, he was a great teacher. He was a great leader. But the Bible says you must believe that Jesus is not a son of God, but the son of God. I had the Jehovah's Witnesses come to my house one time and and uh, I've had them come several times, but this time they come, they've been there several times and they sent the uh, top dog out there. I mean the big boy, the one done the teaching to them. He came out and sat on my front porch and got down on the steps and we, he said, let's just talk. I said, ain't got nothing to talk about. But Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, and you don't believe that. He said, no, I don't believe that. He said, he's a son of God. I said, no, sir, he's the son of God. He's the very son of God. And uh, I said, you and I ain't got nothing to talk about. We're not on level ground. Both of us, I said, one of us believes God and the other don't. I thought he was going to say, well, you don't believe him. But he didn't. He didn't didn't bite the bullet. I, I don't know where he's confused or not. But I told him, I said, Jesus Christ is the very God in flesh. John chapter 1 went on down through there. He didn't hear it. Didn't have it. We parted on company. Didn't agree with him. I didn't stay and argue with him. I ain't got time to trade devils with people. When you're arguing with somebody about the Bible, I'll tell you right, two things you can get an argument real quick on. One of them's religion, and the other's politics. I ain't got time to talk about neither one of them unless it's, a, you know, we can talk on level ground. All right? Then he goes on to say, down in there, and he says in verse number 6, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. John seventeen seventeen says, Thy word is truth. This water here is not what I call what the water dogs preach. Amen. You got all these false religions preaching. They've got a denomination today that said that you're saved by baptism. They're talking about water baptism. They got about seven verses in the Bible that they can preach on. If they didn't have them seven verses, they wouldn't have no preaching to do. 
We're not saved by water. We're saved uh, by, not by baptism physically. We're saved by the Word of God. Now that's what the Bible talks about. We're washed uh, by the washing of the Word. Amen. Would you turn with me to Ephesians? Hold your place right there. I'll explain this to you. I don't have the time. No, Lord, I don't have the time. And you know I don't. To tell this in full reality. But I'm going to the book of Ephesians. Galatians, Ephesians. And we're going to chapter 5. And verse number 26. We're back up to verse 25. It says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, the Bible says, for your, for your pleasure, ladies, he tells the husband to love his wife as himself. No husband ever loved himself. Amen. But, and, I mean, every, every husband does. I'll be honest with you. I love me better than I love any, any other man in the world. Except Jesus. Amen. 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 And he's not man, he's God. All right. Then it says in verse 26, that he might, he's talking about the church, that he might sanctify and cleanse it, cleansing the church with the washing of water. How? By the word. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. He's the Word. So He cleanses us by His blood. So it says here, for there, in verse 7, for there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, we know who that is, don't we? The Word, we know who that is, don't we? Jesus. And the Holy Ghost, we know what that is, who that is too. And these three, notice the next two words right there, are what? One. If you're one, you can't be separated. These two, talk about a man and a wife, shall be joined together. And what God joins together, let no man put asunder. A husband and wife that's married in the Lord are one. Amen. I didn't write this. God did. I just, I'm just a postal boy. I preach a lot of things out of the Bible and people get so mad at me and I think, what in the world? I'm just a delivery man. Do you go stand at your mailbox every day and cuss the mailman out because he brought you a bill? Why you want to treat me that way? I'm just the delivery boy. God said, preach the word. Be instantly in season, out of season. I can't help it if it's out of season for you. And I don't like it when it's out of season for me. But I have to do it anyhow. That went over your head, I know, but here we go. Verse 8 said, and there are three that bear witness in earth. The Spirit, we know who that is. And the water, we know who that is. Jesus. And the blood. You've got to remember that Jesus is the Word. He's the living Word, seated at the right hand of the Father, and he's the, uh, He is uh, the Word that dwells in me. 
saving. Amen. He's the spiritual and the physical. Both. I give God the praise for it this morning. And I go on. I actually was going to get to a, a subject that I'm going to have to come back and preach later. I actually got down to where it's at, and I don't want to bite off that and take off with it now. We'll be here a while, and that'll make you uh, think less of me. And regardless of what people think, I don't want people to think bad of me. But I've got a job to do, and that's preach the Word. And if it goes over rough, all I say, you know what I heard, what I used to tell people, and I heard this years ago, somebody said, Preacher, you're rubbing the fur the wrong way. And I'd say, Turn the cat around. Somebody said, Preacher, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't come to get that. Well, back up to another dock somewhere. You backed your wagon up to the dock where God wants to preach to you. I've been accused all these years and I just preach things that just wants to make everybody mad and upset. I don't. I'm trying to change your life where you'll have a life. You say, well, I'm happy. You're not as happy as you ought to be. I didn't see nobody coming and go saying glory to God, hallelujah, praise Jesus. And I've seen some of you just been dragging in and dragging out and you'll just keep a dragging on if I don't preach to you. God's people are in, they're out, they're up, they down, they off, they on. How many times? How many times in in a week's time do you get up and say, "Glory, glory, glory"? First words of your mouth. Not often. I just uh, going in the store this week. God got to hold my heart. I usually go in and they'll say, "Do you want to, you want to receipt?" I said, "Nah." And I thought, well, people want some receipts, receipts so they can put it on their income tax and all that, try to help their money. And I ain't got nothing against that. Amen. But Holy Spirit said, when I started to say that girl, no. He said, yes. And I said, yes, I do. I don't know why I wanted it. But before I got to the car, I found out why. I was on the way to the car and the Lord said, when you get home, I want you to take that receipt and lay it down on the table. And the next time you buy something else and you got a receipt, if it's just a cup of coffee, take that receipt and lay it down on top of it. And when you buy something else, don't matter no difference whether it's the drugstore, the grocery store, or of all places, Walmart. Take the ticket and lay it down. And I'm saying, what's going on? I didn't know what I was doing. Just doing what God said. Long about after a while, they progressed a little more. The Lord said, I'm going to tell you what I want you to do with them tickets. He said, I want you now, since you got them there, I want you to lay your hand on them. And I want you to give me thanks that you had the money to pay for all that stuff. Has God ever told you that? Well, do you already do it? 
Is it a bad thing? And so since about Thursday, I've been stacking my tickets up. Matter of fact, the next day, I just left the rest of them and put them on top of that. I got a little stack now, not a big stack, but I'm, I'm working on it. And now, Lord, thank you that you allowed me to do this. It's not uh, nothing I've done. But if you hadn't given me health and strength and a love and a desire for the things of God. And I'll tell you something else to do. He told me this too. Before you put your hand and pray on them, look them over. And just see where you've been spending your money. Has anybody in here ever bought something that you was disgusted with the next day, sometimes the next hour? Have you ever bought things and you look at them and you say, what did I need that for? So preacher, you're meddling. Maybe. But it has helped me. Amen. I want to give Him thanks. We all give Him thanks for the breath that we breathe in. I don't know how many breaths you live in a day. I don't know how many. I don't know how many times my lung goes in. Some of us old fat ones, we probably got more than you have. But, you know, we, we draw more breath. But we ought to thank God for the breath. That's the way I want to live. That'll bless us. It'll help you. All your help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Well, I've extended my limits on some of you. So I'll come back and continue on later. Bow your head and close your eyes. I pray that God might help you.